Welcome to the Humanity Leadership Podcast. My name is David Wheatley. We're here to talk leadership in small, bite-sized and practical chunks. Enjoy. This episode is from our first Friday sessions. If you've not come across those, we took a little bit of a break during the summer, but we're back now uh, with the first Friday of every month. We have a leadership work session that happens at noon Eastern. Come along, join in. Uh, You'll hear about 10, 15 minutes from one of our humanity team. And the rest of the time, we'll be in some breakout groups with some other leaders looking to learn and share and and just generally uh, have an opportunity to think about leadership for about 50 minutes on a Friday lunchtime. That's going to be the first Friday of every month. And if you go to humanity.com, you can log into those. Uh, so here we are building on previous sessions. Uh, here's me talking about how to stay green even under pressure. So in June, Lance, my colleague, talked about what great teams do great and the idea of choice. And he followed Corey in May talking about um, the, the setup box. And so what I'm going to focus on today builds on that. It's all based around what great teams do great. And if you've not come across the book yet, I'm sure uh, there are copies available at all good bookstores and Amazon. Uh, Let us know. We'll get you on. Uh, It's about the importance of alignment up front uh, is what we talked about with with Lance. And and then he talked about the green path and the red path as being the choices we make uh, that can make a difference to high performance and low performance. And the key to these choices being our ability to be caring, honest, and direct. Now, I want to look at how we still need to do this, even when we're under pressure and in particularly challenging situations. Not that any of you ever are, but there may be that occasion. So first of all, I want to acknowledge something that that a lot of people don't. We all take the red path. We all do that. We're all human. Uh, Hopefully, it's just a thought or a brief moment before you pull yourself back onto the green path. But we all have our Achilles heel on this list. and We all have the red path voices in our head when certain situations or certain people are in our lives. It's real quick to go to that red path. Now, how quickly we can realize our red path thinking and unhook ourselves is really emotional intelligence. So if we're strong in emotional intelligence, we recognize the forces pushing us to the red path, self-awareness, and manage them so no one else sees our red path reaction, self-regulation. What I want to look at today is how we can make this move when it's really a challenging situation. How do we stay on the green path even when there's a lot of pressure and we're feeling pushed off of it? So the first tool I recommend uh, builds on what Raquel said in the chat box right at the beginning. And it's a tool we call Notice, Stop, Think, and Choose. And it starts with this idea of notice. It's about being in tune with your body. Sounds like, oh, what's it getting into now? It's been in tune with your body. No, it's just about paying attention. Do you notice the physiological reactions you are having to a situation? Because your body is quicker than your head to come up with the fight, flight, freeze moment. It recognizes that it's about to be that situation. It physically gets it before you do. And this requires you to tune into your body and tune into what it's telling you. That moment your chest goes tense or your gut starts to butterfly or 
your jaw locks up, or in my case, the hairs on the back of my neck start to stand up. I feel that reddening in my cheeks. These are moments that our body is preparing us for the fight, flight, 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 or freeze moment. And when we tune into this, we can create a stop or a choice space. So, but it requires us to be tuned into it. If we're not paying attention, then we quickly can go from this. When we don't make this stop, when there's no space between the stimulus and our reaction, then we're literally just reacting. If we notice our emotional fire pushing us down the red path, we can change this when we make this space, we can stop. And when I say space, it could be anything from a, a nanosecond to a day. For example, uh, if you've got kids or if you've ever been a kid, we all have seen kids have that emotional moment and we get them to sit in the timeout chair or in our case, in our old house, it was the timeout stair, which was halfway up the stairs and make them count to 10. It's a way of creating this stop, this choice space for them to think and make better choices. It's great that we do this with our kids, but it's interesting that when we get older, we stop practicing it. We forget about that technique, that value of that space. It's, it's good to practice and, and be able to keep creating this. And it doesn't matter whether it's you, like some of us said in, in, the, in the opening, it's about taking a breath. It's about counting to 10. Sometimes it's about sleeping on it. Uh, back in the old days, John and I nearly bought the Masonic Temple in Marshall, Michigan, because it was up for sale. It was reasonable and we wanted an office and it was a very cool building. We went to see it at five o'clock on a Tuesday night and we fell in love with the beautiful structure of an old classic Masonic Temple. And then we both woke up at six o'clock in the morning, had, having hardly slept and called our business manager and said, no way are we buying this building. Uh, and it was because we suddenly realized all the things that could possibly be wrong with it. And we didn't really need a building that size, however beautiful it was. And that then pushed us to say, if we're going to make big decisions, let's make them tomorrow. Because if it's still the right decision tomorrow, then that's good. But we'll sleep on it for those really big decisions. In some cases, uh, it can be taking a walk. I've got one client that uh, is so invested in this idea of, of taking the green path that they created a green path behind their facility. And you can go walk the green path and it reminds you of all the things that they've identified are important. It's about a quarter of a mile long and you find people sometimes out there walking because they're trying to create the space that stop. However you do it, and however you practice it, the space allows you to think more and make more green path choices. So this thinking reframes what we see as the greater good, the level of commitment, and to understand where other people are at. This then allows us to make the best, most productive or transformative choices. So this tool can be applied individually and organizationally. I did some work with a manufacturing plant once that was really struggling, got a new plant manager. And one of the first things we did was say, we're going to have a, a day long offsite. This was to create that stop, that space. Now, some of the leaders said, we didn't have time for this. Some really resisted. Some wondered how bad the plant would be on the day the leaders were out of the building because it was already terrible. But the space was there to engage the leadership, to align them, to make sure that they were learning from each other, from what was going on, and to coordinate what needed to happen moving forward. And within a year, the plant was transformed and the monthly offsites were held onto like gold. 
because they were so critical to moving the place forward. And all that was, was the space to do the right thing. But sometimes it's so hard to pull yourself out of that busyness to create that space. This idea of notice, stop, think, and choose can apply personally in your situation. It could be at home, can be at work, could be at the whole organization. What do we need to do in order to make sure we're making the best choices? Now, that all sounds easy in the calm of a Friday lunchtime on a bank holiday weekend. It's what we call it in England, a bank holiday weekend. I guess you just call it a holiday weekend. But uh, uh, it can be be more challenging in the heat of crisis. And uh, a lot of our clients, a lot of clients I'm working with at the moment, are seeing a lot more crisis, a lot more stress, a lot more potential burnout than they ever have before. And so I often think it's like playing the game shoots and ladders. And some of you may be as old as me and be able to remember shoots and ladders. In the UK, we called it snakes and ladders, which just makes no sense whatsoever. But we'll stick with the shoots and ladders version. Because each choice we make feels like we're either at the top of a chute or the bottom of a ladder. The chute takes us back down. The ladder takes us forward and up. However, there are some signs that we can pay attention to that we're on the top of a chute. And we call them the red path triggers. There could be things like emotional reaction. Anybody ever feel themselves having an emotional reaction and operating from that place of emotion? It can be reluctance to change. Anybody there that can be reluctant to change sometimes? Pride, ignorance, fear, insecurity, just ease or comfort are all indicators that there's a shoot beneath us. They all reinforce the need to practice our stops, create our choice spaces, because once we're faced with these triggers on the chute, it takes effort and intention to stop ourselves from descending rapidly. These choice spaces are the air that we need for our green path to breathe. And if we feel those triggers, then it's closing the air in so that we don't have that oxygen. We create this space so we can zero in on being caring, honest and direct in how we respond. Without this space, we tend to drop at least one of these. We are uncaring or dishonest or indirect. And what follows is a shoot. In a practical sense, the shoot can look like all of these things, attack, avoid, ignore, accommodate, blame, defensiveness, excuses, whining, deflection, all making you part of the problem and all sending you backwards. And if you're ever on one of these, then you're part of the problem. You're on that shoot. When we do create the space, we set ourselves up for the foot of a ladder to make some progress. We can focus on listening to make sure we understand the situation and the perspective. This means holding our emotions and perspectives for a while and ensuring our understanding of the situation. This understanding can be followed by engagement. Do we have all the parties involved? Are they all actively involved? Alignment. Is there a greater good that is clear to us all? Can we review any agreed upon expectations? Coordination. Are our roles and responsibilities clear? Am I calibrated? Do I know what I control, where I can influence, and have plans for mitigating any impact? And also know what I have to accept. And learning. I might not have the only complete answer. I can learn from others once my emotional guard is dropped. It's not that my answer is wrong, it just may not be complete. 
So all these things fall into thinking and the choice section of notice, stop, think and choose, because now we're making green path choices and driving things forward. So noticing the physiology, creating the stop or the space and being part of the solution, aligning to the greater good and making green path choices drives us all towards success. And you are part of the solution. Now, the last thing I wanted to address is something I get asked all the time that what if everybody else is on the red path? And my response, and the chief question asker after all, is normally a question. When is it ever the right time to be on the red path? Now you may have some inklings of an answer, but if you scratch at that answer, it's probably coming from a place of emotion because it's my belief that there's never a right time to be red path. We still go there from time to time. I said that at the beginning. And how we manage that is a difference maker. But what we're talking about here is going there less and getting unhooked quicker once we have gone there. If the people around you are consistently on the red path, honestly, it might be time to change the environment you choose to be in. And it's never the right time to be on the red path, however good it might feel in the short term. So that key to Noticing, stopping, thinking, and choosing, and practicing that is critical to keeping on the green path, even under pressure. And I read something recently about a very talented senior, I think it was an octogenarian cellist, who was asked, why do you continue to practice? And his answer was, because I think I'm making some progress. And I think that's a good reminder for all of us. This isn't a matter of I've done this, I've taken care of it. Being on the green path, even under pressure, is a matter of practice. So there you go. And another first Friday done. And after I do a presentation like that, we throw people back into breakout rooms to have conversations with other leaders about what they pull from that, that piece and what ideas that they've got to add to it as well. And so uh, feel free to join us first Friday. Uh, stop at humanity.com to check that out. And uh, next month, we're going to build on the What Great Teams Do Great theme and talk about um, mission and vision. So uh, I hope you'll join us there. And it will all, as usual, be popped out on the uh, podcast and the YouTube site afterwards. That was the Humanity Leadership Podcast. My name's David Wheatley. For further information about Humanity, go to humanity.com or check out our latest book, What Great Teams Do Great, from all good bookstores. Have a good one. Stay healthy.